Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Good Man Factory podcast. Good Man Factory audio experience. You're here today with Malik. Um, and today I'm with Daps, Dimeji. Did I say that right? Dimeji. Dimeji. <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> and Ade. You know what? You see the context of that, yeah? That's so mad because Malik and Dimeji, yeah, have known each other for years. Yeah. And this guy's pronunciation of his name is... Terrible. You know the bad I didn't thing understand. Is, is the way he actually stuck it on me. He was like, bro, like, I know you've known me for years. This and that. That's fucked. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, like, I actually felt like, oh my days, like, yeah. this is actually hella disrespectful. <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, man. So I try, I, even if I sound like I can't speak, I'm always going to say his name slowly. So I make sure I say it properly. Yeah, we'll get there eventually, bro. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, Why bro. you got shades inside? Hey, uh, do you know what? You know, light yeah. sensitivity, bro. No, no, first I get migraines. Man, man's got the durag on. Yeah. First off, yeah. <laughs> cap, cap, capy. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, do you know what? Yeah, well, that was obviously because you may not see much, but it actually feels like a Breakfast Club interview, bro. You know, almost where the rappers yeah. come in and that. And he's like, about to chat to talk about his next album and what he's trying to. The like, sound yeah. 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 yeah, you know, we out here, man. <laughs> you know what time I'm trying to represent these streets, you know what I mean? No, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna today we're actually gonna have like a interesting topic. We're gonna talk about um patience. Um, patience. Patience. How much patience do you have, Daps? Ooh. Um It's a bit of a sticky one. You got a bit of a temper, ain't ya? Bit of a temper, ain't ya? So I consider that a microaggression and we will not be discussing that on the <coughs> on this today. Um no, I think um for me, my patience, um <sighs> patience is a fickle thing, man. Cause it, it, it sometimes it just depends on the mood you're in, sometimes it depends on a whole different batch of things. I like to think for the most part I'm quite a tolerable person, you know. I'd like to think I'm quiet. I don't think I'm the type to just yeah, lash out or while out anyhow. Do you have the patience to tolerate people? Yes. And the problem with that is that sometimes you end up considering people with other people before yourself. Mm. And that for me is mad. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, because you're always that person, that's quite amenable and like you know you're always kind of quite agreeable and stuff and obviously it's like oh yeah yeah, sure sure no problem but then sometimes you're just not on it like does everyone get that get that sometimes like because you're usually that person that's quite amenable you know you and for me in particular like i i very much value like my friendships and my relationships with people you know what i'm saying so um even when some people are just being a bit mad or being annoying and they're in my space I'll bear it for the sake of, oh, you know, you're my peoples, isn't it? So it is what it is. But the older that I've gotten, I think my patience is, do you know what? No, it's not that. It's that my my threshold is a lot lower now. That's absolutely what it is. Mm. So before, where it could be like, I'll just be agreeable, just be like, yeah, now I'm just going to be like, mm, nah. Because I, I can already feel that, oh, you know what? I can only deal with you in doses. Yeah. So as a result, my patience is going to wear thin being around you after yeah. a while you know what it is i think similar to you um i i've learned more now to communicate better mm. so if i'm annoyed yes. or 
I not feeling the environment or the circumstance I'm in, I kind of will communicate with you to give you the chance more. So I feel like in that sense, my patience has increased because I'm using other skills to kind of allow me to endure what I'm in uncomfortable in longer. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's so it's aided you literally in other situations where patience is potentially like a big deal or yeah. it might be essential. So yeah. I communicate these things and the person I might be patient with will understand that, okay, cool, you are pushing my buttons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think communication has aided patience as I've grown up. But I'll say my tolerance is not that high. So my tolerance in a way in which that the action that you have to do to get to that part I'm communicating yeah, with yeah. you is very, very low. So it's like, okay, look, I'm a big man. I like how I, I like my space the way it is. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Anything that makes me uncomfortable in that certain part of my life, I step away from. You see what I mean? Now, when I say uncomfortable, obviously, I know pressure makes diamonds and you need, um, what's it, um, obstruction to get to where you go and be better at what you do. But as of like dealing with people at this point, it's like, yo, you know how I am? Don't piss me off in these ways and so on. So I have my do's and don'ts. Not saying I have rules for everybody, but it's like I'll communicate that I don't really like those games. So you see how you, with the name situation, mm. like you don't like that anymore. Before you tolerated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like, no, say my name the way it should be said. D-Meji. Yeah. <laughs> you still ain't saying it right, but you know what? He's trying. He's, 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 he's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. What do you think, Ade? Um, I'm I'm very patient. I have all the time in the world to wait for everything. Um, but that's because for me, I feel like do, I have this thing in my head where doing things isn't hard. The time you have to wait between you doing the thing and you getting the result, that's the thing that people struggle with. Mm. And once I feel like once you realize that that's that's it. It's just because it's time, and that's what you're struggling with. But doing the actual thing, signing up to the gym and going to the gym. Is not hard. Doing one sit up every day is not hard. Waking up and seeing no results, and in, and then doing one sit up every day can be hard. I'm not gonna lie, I feel kind of attacked by that statement. I've <laughs> been gym in a while, and you man are all looking bare fit in here and that. And I'm a height with my fupa in full effect, but continuing it. Fupa, you know. I mean, this guy got me easy, in trouble because I said that to a girl. And she switched. Why? She was like, don't ever say that to a lady. How are you going to talk about my fupa? This and that. I said, swear down. That was the first and last time I ever talked about anybody's fupa. Because I didn't know what it meant. Okay. I just thought it meant belly. Not that it means uh, fat, fat upper. upper pussy area. You know what I mean? Oh, is that yeah. what it means? Yeah. You see, you're a bastard. <laughs> you are a... F- <laughs> I did like, Wait. this girl put me on smoke. I was like, oh. <laughs> Me, Actually, I don't yeah. want to offend anybody. Oh, I'm sorry. So all the, so all this time, FUPA was acronym. I never yeah, said all this time. I've never been, said it. You've been again. saying you're me. Fat I, I was, I was out here thinking. I was out here thinking FUPA is just like, come on, Belena, like you know what I mean. Can't lie, uh, I knew that man. Every now, wow. Yeah, so I, I have been deceived. So I said it to a girl one time, and it was the worst thing ever. Like I was so pissed. I'm like, why did I say this? And I, and I never stuck it on you because I was so traumatized about it. I, <laughs> I had to forget about it. Like literally, just no. Like, uh, and call somebody food. Oh yeah, uh, your food is not that big. She said, "Your wow. what? Yeah, <laughs> Someone call the emblem, <laughs> bro. If I was her boyfriend, she would have knocked me out. 
Bay. Sparkle. Bay. Punch me in my face. She was so offended. I said, never again. Really? I never said the word again. Until now, basically. Yeah, you should never say words you don't know, man. Yeah. It's not you know what? That's why you know what? You know She have to take him in dosage. First of all, no, 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 no. I hate fever time. You only take one a day. First of all, first of all, first of all, let that be the first and last time you ever try and draw me out like that. Stop it. Stop it. Sorry. Stop it. Sorry, sorry. Okay, back to patience. I'm being patient right now. You don't like that. That's what I was saying. Um, so because I kind of view things in that way, the time between the action and the result doesn't really matter. I don't control that. All I can control right now is the action. And because of that, patience isn't really a question of do I have it or not. It's just what are the actions required for me to get to the end point? Mm. I don't control how long it's going to... I don't control my genetics, so I don't control like if it's going to take me longer to learn something than someone else. I don't control that part. Mm. What I control is the action of trying to learn it. Mm. So in that sense, pa- like patience for me, it's not a question of like, do you have it or not? It's, it's a prerequisite to existing on this planet. You have to wait for stuff. Mm. It's just you take it on your head. Like People take it on their head as they feel like they're choosing, but you're not really choosing. You're going to have to wait either way. It's just you need to, in my head, I think people need to change their relationship, like change how you view that waiting process and not not see it as like a negative. It's something that's going to be there irrespective of what you're trying to do. You're going to have to wait for the result at some point. Yes. I think it's just, yeah, just changing how you look at it. So for me, it's just, it's not even patience. It's just life means you have to wait for stuff. Mm. Patience. Hey. Mm. I feel like with patience, it, for me, sometimes I feel like for me anyway, I felt like it led to a scarcity mindset. So I held on to <laughs> situations, things, or just energy that didn't serve me, serve me, but the expectation of one day it will benefit my environment, it didn't. So for me now, it's like if something does annoy me and stuff like that, I try to get out of it completely as opposed to kind of just being in that space, just hoping that the person will change or the situation will change or, you know what I mean? Just more like kind of, yeah. I feel like essentially the question is like, is there a consequence to being patient? Because okay. we look at patience as like, it's a positive thing, but like, is there is, are there situations where you're being patient, you shouldn't be? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Times when you're getting walked over and people are taking advantage of you, mm. like not yeah. standing up for yourself when you probably should have and firmly too. Um, for me, as I get older, I, I, I feel like my patience, um, is better. But I feel like I've also lowered my expectations of people. So one of the things I really don't like is people arriving late. I, mm. like, I don't like arriving late. But when mm. people, <laughs> this is mad. Yeah, this, this is this, mad. It's traffic today, but like in general, um, every, like everyone that knows me knows that I normally arrive on time and. I see arriving late as, as a disrespect to whoever you're meeting. Because yeah. if someone said, come and collect money at this time, you will be there early. But why is it when you want to meet a friend or whoever, you you show up late? Like it's nothing. I think that's this this disrespect. Um, I know obviously people feel... No, 100%, you're right. It, but, um, no, no, I, I, I agree to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, the mad thing is, I, I <laughs> like five years ago, I preached a sermon on how... <laughs> how lateness is disrespectful and how the Bible shows you that. Mm. I think it's, it's insane that that's exactly what you're, that's, but yeah, essentially it is. If you respect me, you'll plan. Yeah. Right. 
Like even dates. Right. I remember I was um I was meeting up for a date and the girl Alpha Male. <laughs> and I saw um we were meant to meet at like eight o'clock and eight o'clock I was meant to pick her up at eight o'clock. So I was parked up outside and she then then told me she was just getting ready. I said, Okay, cool. Let me wait thirty minutes. Thirty minutes came and I spoke to I spoke to you. Yeah. I spoke to Chris as well. And it's like, oh, bro, just, you know, I think Chris is like, oh, just wait a little bit. I was in South London, bro. Yeah. I did not want to wait there. I'm for Essex. I don't know how people get down <laughs> in South London. I waited a little bit. Then uh, 8.45 came and I just yeah, decided to drive home, bro. Yeah. And she was calling me on my way home, but I just couldn't do it. Like the chat I had with you and Chris, it just, I just felt like my time is too valuable for this shit, man. 100%, like it's just a date, 100%, 100%. bro. 100%. And the girl's 45 minutes late. Yeah. Imagine I'd I'd taken public transport all the way from Essex to come Linker. I'd be waiting there like a donut, bruv. Luckily, I drived and I'd been in the area for work and stuff anyway, okay. so it was all good. But yeah, for me, patience is something that I've acquired over the years. When I was a kid, I'd had uh, kind of a bad temper um, and very impatient for stuff, but that got beaten out of me. And <laughs> <laughs> I think that 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 helped a lot. Um, now I understand that things will happen when they're meant to happen and a lot of things I don't have control over. So there's no point stressing myself. And with people, you kind of, if you set your expectations too high, most of the time people will let you down. Mm. So for me, it's just not creating unrealistic expectations out of people. Don't expect too much. I still expect the best out of people, but I don't expect too much to the point where I'm, I know I'm always going to be disappointed. Yeah. You know what's so nuts about what you just said um, and it being being out of you? You see, like, for example, when it comes to um, parenting and stuff like that and um, beating kids, I feel like more time a lot of parents beat their kids because of the lack of patience. Do you see what I mean? That there, there is a sense of, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. But also, like, I've seen how, like, I've communicated with my niece mm-hmm. and, like, if I shout at her and that, she generally doesn't know what she did wrong. But when I have the time to actually explain to her and speak to her, she actually gets why she was wrong and she usually doesn't do it ever again. And she understands the consequence of doing it without me even threatening her or hitting her or even smacking her out of just randomness to shock them out. Like, I just don't believe in that. And that's where, like, with patience is very important that I want to get to that stage where I'm also making sure that I'm communicating to the younger generations mm. because, like, I think I think as you get older, you get a sense of, high, you get a level of hindsight where you realise that time is becomes limited. That's the only limiting factor to everything you want to achieve. And when you see, like, children behave the way they behave and so on, you're going to say, why can't you be this focused, blah, blah, blah. You also have to be patient enough to know that everyone has to live their life. And everyone has to develop at their own pace and so yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. yeah that's so definitely that's, a and, big and, and And that's what I've learned with patience. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like that's a key thing. Because obviously you said it got beaten out of you. But mm. then obviously, you know, you end up thinking that works. And in, in a way, I feel like sometimes it doesn't because it could come out in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like trauma always has its funny way of coming out and you realise, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's because of... It's because of something like but, this or the other. But yeah. to be fair... Like I was a repeat offender. So I, get, <laughs> I was like, "You do, you yeah. stupid." Yeah, I, you know, I, I get in trouble in school. I get parents' evenings um, where I'm getting, 
you know, pinched under the table or something, and I come home, I'd get the talking, then I'd stump on my stairs, I'd stump all the way upstairs, then I'd get called back downstairs, I'd get whipped for doing it, I'd do it again and get called back downstairs. And this is after having a proper talk as well, because my dad, one thing he always did is before beating, he'd always talk to us like on a level. Yeah. Mums are all, like, most of the time always just going to beat. Mums are on vaults. On hey, site. Listen, oh, listen. They're the real yeah. drillers. You know what? Listen, <laughs> listen. They're mums the real drillers. Site. Mums are the hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate enforcers. My mums hit me with so many slip outs. Listen, <laughs> I don't even call it slippers. I call it slip out. <laughs> you ever wonder how- the back of my head. You, you ever deep it how accurate they are? Oh, in most man. other things. Listen, <laughs> bruv, sniper-like accuracy, bruv. That thing is hitting yeah. your head top or somewhere on your chest. Mom, yeah. I know my mom didn't have patience. Oh, yeah. no, they didn't have time for patience, yeah, man. They got too yeah. many things to worry but about. Do you, do you know what? At the same time, I think um, regarding the whole thing of patience, especially with um, our parents mm. and obviously the generations preceding theirs, mm. um, so many of them were doing so many different things at once. So yeah. for many of us as like first, maybe second generation diaspora, for example, right? They've come from completely different continent. They've come into an unfamiliar territory. They know virtually, they know little about much of the social nuances of a completely different society that they're now in, but they have this focus, this absolute sense of determination that I am going to make something mm-hmm. here. Right? Survival. And they go through all of that stuff. Yeah. Go through the grind, go through the grind to make sure that, you know, like their kids are born here so they're ideally national citizen and so on and so forth. You now think you're going to be misbehaving in school like a little shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, true. And you think I'm going to have patience for you? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you know definitely. Like growing up, I you know realized like that. that our parents worked bloody hard. They hard worked work hard, hard, man. man. Even just to be survival. here, like, that's why I'm, I have a very gratitude. As much as whatever, I might not agree with certain things my mom did and stuff like that. I still have the utmost respect for yeah. every factor because it, it's the first Many, generation. Mm-hmm. We're well, second generation. How much hindsight we have just from their experiences that we won't make the same mistakes. Yeah, They don't have that luxury. They yeah. left their family to come here. Young ages too. I couldn't... I Going to uni was such when, a traumatic experience yeah. that like they left at like 20 to come here, start a whole new life mm-hmm. and make it. Yeah, nah, that's 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 nuts. nuts. You know? like, a lot of us can't say we can do that or when, have done that. Yeah, when my pops came here back in the seventies, he was in what mid going on late twenties. Oh, wow. Like you got a deep this year. Obviously, I'm the youngest of four, innit? Yeah. Um, and obviously, my eldest was born in the latter end. My eldest was born in the latter end of the seventies, right? Um, at that time. I don't think my dad, I think when my elder sister was born at the time, my dad was like, what, 31, married, kid in another country. Mm. Me, I'm out here thinking about what I'm going to chop next for lunch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was out here thinking, hey, yo, what? Like, but also at the same time, I think also hindsight as well is another great thing because it also exposes things or not so much exposes, but highlights a lot of things, especially when it comes to misconceptions of our parents. Mm. And um, you start to realize less that they're these, you know, great holier than thou individuals, and just realize that they really are people. Mm. And a lot of the things that they teach to us is stuff that was taught to them. Yeah. So you know, we speak about aspects of how it is of you know black men being able to be more in touch with their emotions and so on and so forth, and this, this, that. We can't act as if this isn't something that has been perpetuated, not just within a local area, but across generations. 
So as a result, being now being able to address that. So that whole thing of patience, for example, where it's like, oh, you end up switching quite quickly. I know, like, you know, most of our parents are to a certain degree impatient, right? In a myriad of different topics or subjects, whatever the case may be in it. Um, but as a result now, when you now, the older you are, like, um, like Malik said, hindsight, what that allows you to do is actually realise that these lot didn't actually really have the time to be patient because these mm. lot were going through everything. Right. And let's also, let's also not forget that many of our parents, when they came during that period, it's not as if they were in a space whereby, you know what, they were working with open arms and so on and so forth. Mm. Many of our parents, for example, were ostracised simply because of the fact that they were black coming into a predominantly white British society yeah. who for the most part genuinely did not like them. Mm. Do, do you understand where I'm coming from? So to a degree, while I can definitely be like, oh, you know what? Oh, my parents are always patient and so on and so forth. I also think about a lot of the circumstances that they were coming up in and raising us in. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that was a bit heavy handed or the fact that you weren't always patient, always taking this and that. But you know what? I kind of get it. You lot were going through it. Mm. Like, they, they didn't have no one to talk to either. They, yeah, trust everything me. Everything they've been through, everything they were going through, they would have held that in, man. And yeah. This is where like, we talk about mental health, you know, speaking to people, actually finding the root of your pain and what's, what's, what, what's making you act the way you do, what's making you uh, react the way you... Um, the influences of the way you react to certain things, you know what I mean? So having anger issues and depression and whatnot. I I don't I don't feel like I ever remember my parents actually like what's the word? Mm. Actually, yeah, so I've never been asked like how I actually felt about certain things. It was always just pick yourself up and keep moving. No, so nuts about what you just said. I've never experienced my mom saying that she feels sad. Mm. Or feel or express any emotion on that, like yeah, it's either on, it's either a literal expression of yeah. it, but to actually talk about it, nah, yeah. they're not very yeah, never, it's, never, it's not never, there. Never, nah, never it's true. Had that experience. It's true. So and true. you could imagine, like for us now that we're in an era where we're encouraged to speak about how what goes on in our head, but we're actually raised by parents that actually don't express yeah. how they feel. Like I could tell my mom I'm sad. I could tell my mom um, I'm upset. Like, I feel depressed, boom, boom, boom. But I couldn't even imagine her coming to me and telling yeah. me, yo, like, I feel deep, deeply sad. I don't know if, that, if that's a different experience for my sister. But for me, it's completely, you know what I mean? And I yeah. Never, and I feel like that's that's even, like, where you kind of now sit down and think about, like, how did it, how did, how did a lot of us get to this stage in our lives, in our adult lives? And it's because we've never been taught to express ourselves mm. the way we should be. Do you understand know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So man could be feeling low on energy and it could be linked to depression, but there's no sign or experience from anybody around you that, wait a minute, this is like the tipping bag or the beginning of a mm. long journey of depression that that person might experience. And yeah. that, I've just, it just literally came to my mind. My, I've never <laughs> actually had that experience mm. with my mom and dad. So it's like, Raw, like, and so then I need to make sure that I have the patience to kind of express that our oh, daddy's feeling this way, or you know what I mean, mm. or say to my future wife, ah, oh, I'm feeling this way, as opposed to just holding it in. Yeah, and it's yeah. almost like they call it toxic, but it's like it's almost like something that 
it was inevitable because of the environments we've actually expressed it. And yeah. I feel like society doesn't reward people for expressing how they really feel. You know what I mean? Where in a, where, for me anyway, what I've seen is like, you're deemed a certain way or there's a stereotype <clears throat> to expressing yourself if you're too volatile. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, it could be misquoted for extremism. <laughs> it could misquoted for uh, someone that's just has a toxic behavior or, or just emotional or just emotional. emotional yeah. And obviously we, a lot of us as human beings, we have egos. So it's like what we want to hold on, what we deem important and stuff like being more solid than being emotional is more desirable to be a, a solid person in society. So you almost do things or your, your reactions become out of insecurities as opposed mm. to it. Being yeah. That's what you really wanted to do. You rather had spoken about the situation, but because of the, the ego and the toxic side of you that we all have, you kind of don't do it. And then it continues to eat at you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that type of like earlier, um, what was being described sounded more like retrospective contextualization where you think backwards in time mm. to put things in within the context that actually they, they're supposed to be in yeah. rather than just reacting to them or reacting to the result of them. And I feel like that's that's what helps us understand our parents when we when we get to a certain point and we look back mm. and we're like, okay, now I can contextualize the things that happen based on the knowledge I now know. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's a huge thing that helps people develop patience. Mm. Like if you do that enough times, you realize that, okay, sometimes when I'm in a moment, there are things that I'm not aware of that are affecting these things. So perhaps I need to be patient rather than react in how, I th how my instinct is telling me to react. Mm -hmm. Because... In past experiences, when I've looked back, a lot of other things were, were in play that I didn't realise. And that little bit of patience might open my eyes to that mm -hmm. and then I can react better. And I feel like that's, in a sense, that's what we are, our generation kind of has started to do for our parents. I say this to my friends all the time. It's weird for us because essentially we are, help, like we are working through our own trauma and in many cases, we are our parents like therapists as well. Mm. Because, yeah, because through us, they're being exposed to some of the techniques of working through certain traumas that they haven't worked through for 50 plus years. Yeah. So of course, yes. it's going to be a messy experience and things like yes. that. But in that, we need to understand two things. One, we're not qualified. Mm. So we need to have yeah. barriers in place where we know, okay, this is how much I know I can take. Mm. And this is this is when this woman starts getting close to 100. 100%, so if it starts yeah. getting there, I know, okay, I need to squash it now. Because yeah. if she goes on, realistically, I can't take all of the stress. I'm yeah. not qualified. Yeah. But I think we also need to bear in mind that it's, it's, we can use that as training for mm. when we're parents. Yeah. And yeah. using that as like a way to extend the patience we already have yeah. by that contextualization and repetitively reminding yourself. Like like what you said, there are certain things our parents do to, do <coughs> to us or... Uh, that um, involve us that aren't necessarily like good mm. but because of other things that we can use to contextualize those things we can still like bear a lot of love for them it doesn't mm. mean that we now turn away from them because we still have a have a way to understand it and in that understanding i feel like that's the reason that makes like that's the thing that makes patience more natural when you just instinctively understand like you know what there's a context to this. I don't need to react based on mm. just what I'm experiencing. Yeah. It's kind of patience, isn't it? Understanding. Just like in any any situation, just having a certain level of understanding. So you understand that people act a certain way. You understand that things may go wrong. Like you're just okay with it and willing to just accept what happens in the moment 
in it doesn't it doesn't um hinder the way you're going to perform or or um have a massive impact on the way you're going to react or whatever like you're just some you're just good mm-hmm. yeah. i think patience to a degree is also kind of a choice yeah um just more so because let's say for example there's someone that you know and are aware of for example who you know typically has some form of potential drama for example right because you know that this person is probably going to come to you with some form of drama you can know that okay you know what this might drag on a bit but let me hear this through rather than me just write it off or be dismissive Mm. it's the same way that someone could come 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 to you with certain information and you have a choice in that moment to take it seriously yeah. or not. And yeah. that definitely does tie in to patience. Like mm. you can either be patient enough to hear what I'm saying, or you can be impatient enough. And I think a bit, a big part of patience also um, affects the way in which you respond to things. Do you know when they say that statement of you listen to respond or you listen to comprehend? The big unspoken part of that is patience, whereby you have the patience to actually listen Mm. and taking what's being said and then coming with an appropriate obviously other things tie into that so a big part of what ties into that obviously is the aspect of um well, the, i think the patience patience is still definitely the main glue of that no doubt because um yeah as i got older i started listen to comprehend then think about it yeah and then give a, uh, a educated response absolutely not say nothing at all because mm. that's another way of showing patience where like sometimes when people are talking to you you want to want to cut in or interrupt yeah yeah you should just let them speak and so and so so an ego falls into that as yeah, well the ego falls into that so yeah. yeah ego is the enemy I, I read a great book um called ego is the enemy um i definitely suggest everybody reads that book um but really even just in the business world and how people actually mess themselves up because of ego you know what i mean and um once you acknowledge it you know what i mean it allows you to not hold on to stuff and blah, blah, you know what I mean? Hold on to little minor stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stay focused on your goal. But on that note, I will round it up. This was actually an amazing episode. Like, mm. you're my favorite personally. Um, I learned a lot from you lot. Um, make sure you use our discount code GPOD1 to get 10% off all our products on the Goodman Factory website. And you could get to the website at goodmanfactory.com. Have a blessed one. Peace.